It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Today it's Small Business Saturday and we are talking, you guessed it, small businesses. I'm Arzu and with me today is a friend of the network, a very good friend of mine, Ren. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so some of you probably recognize Ren because they have an amazing show on our network, um, Bookmarked and Busy, which you can still listen to wherever you get your podcasts. But this show went on hiatus for the best possible reason. And that's because Ren is now the owner of the Romance Arrow Bookshop. Yeah, so, I do. Yeah. I do miss the podcast, though. Don't get <laughs> I have been thinking about it still because I do want to bring it back. It's just like I don't have time. <laughs> I mean, look, that door is always open. I know everybody loved it. I loved editing it. I loved listening to it. So if you want to ever pivot it to like romance, that door, that yeah. door is open. I you know it's funny because I have thought about it. I thought about setting up one of those like cute little <laughs> talk show style like things in my shop where we have we each have mics and we just get to have like a casual conversation, but it's recorded on video and audio. I've been thinking about it, so I might do it next year because that I do want to bring the podcast back. But yeah, I don't read as much fan fiction anymore because I have a shop and I'd have access to books twenty four seven. <laughs> I love like I love this news that that the show might be coming back and I'm very very excited for that but you did mention your shop and the books yeah and all of that so for those who have not heard of the romance era bookshop what is it so it is a used romance bookstore. It is super cozy. Uh, I've always told people the vibe is like hanging out at your best friend's house because it's not like it's not big by any means. It's a little room inside of a cool like creative warehouse space. Um, but uh, it's super cozy and there's like a tea bar snacks um because with that it's like you know when you go to your friend's house if you're well-established besties <laughs> you can just raid their fridge and their cabinets because it's like you live there and that's kind of the vibe that i want where it's like yeah you come in all the time it's cool just go get a snack i don't care <laughs> there's like a mini <laughs> fridge with like water and just like stuff like that um and then yeah then i have like a cool writing space for people to come in and bring their laptops and write and um it's primarily books, but I do have like little gift things, like bookish gift things. Um, recently started on wholesale, which has been really fun to sort of su support um, smaller businesses that do cool book merch that I could just stock, you know? Um, yeah. And then like one of the things is just supporting local <clears throat> artists and creators. So within the space, there's three one, two, three. Yeah, there's, th well, so there's multiple artists and creators from Portland and Vancouver, but three of them technically are like a consignment, so to speak, where they just rent shelf space, but every sale they make, they get 100% of the proceeds. And that's just like 100% of the sales, shall I say. Um, and that's just to help, you know, other small businesses money because it's really hard to like start out and then like in the slower months when if you primarily do markets or whatnot you know um when those die down there's a spot for them to you know 
put up their stuff and make money and whatever. And it's really cool because they have been making money on top of like myself, which is what I really wanted. Um, and then I have stuff from artists and creatives that I buy wholesale from that are local. So it's all, it's all about community, but also romance books and creating that safe space for people to come read and shop and explore the genre it's been really fun so far i've only been open for three weeks so <laughs> but at least it's fun in the early days because i feel like the early days are always so tricky for like a new right. business so if you're still enjoying it i think that's a good sign. yeah yeah and i mean a lot of them came over because i had originally started off as a pop-up so in the summer spring summer i was doing a vancouver market where i just by myself lugged all my books <laughs> and my setup from my apartment and set up a little tent space and that was really cool so a lot of people know me from there but then um i got well it's funny because <laughs> i thought no one knew about me um and i thought oh it's just gonna be this thing where it's small and it's local and people are gonna come shop it's not it's not gonna be a huge thing and then slowly but surely news outlets and stuff started reaching out and i'm like wait how are you even hearing about me <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and so because of those news outlets um yeah i've been getting more people and it's been really cool so um i've been in the newspaper and then on like a cbs article wrote about it and then um I have another digital interview that's going up soon and then I'm actually going into Portland tomorrow, which is, I don't know when this is up, but um, I'm going into Portland tomorrow to do a radio segment, which is so weird <laughs> to say <laughs> that I'm going to be on like a live radio segment in Oregon. <laughs> you've, you've spoken on social media about the space that the, yeah, that the bookshop is located in. So it's and like kind of I guess tying into the idea of like the community within your shop. This space is also sort of like mm -hmm. a community hub, if I've got that right. Yeah. So, um, the it's called the Lincoln Warehouse Project. So if you're ever in Vancouver, come check it out. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it was created by this amazing person named Marina, and she just wanted a space to host other people essentially like you know BIPOC and queer and um creatives and body practitioners and so she actually moved her boudoir photography studio there um and then another small business came with the space um and they they make um like paleo and autoimmune uh, I don't really know the right word for it but basically like sweets that people with like certain restrictions they can still eat um and okay. they're really really good um and then there's like another amazing photographer that utilizes the space um and then there's me and there's like a massage studio next door that's got a couple of people that do body work floating in and out but for the most part it's really just a hub for cool events so it's very um sex positive body positive 
So you have a lot of cool things like um, nude figure drawing classes, erotic figure drawing classes, adult bingo, where you can win sex toys surprises. <laughs> um, and then you have other things like a band that just got signed uh, from Vancouver hosted a release party there. So they played a live show. Um I did an author event with a local cool author in Portland uh, named River Kai, and we hosted a Q&A excerpt live reading thing, and he did a signing in the shop, and that was really cool. Um, and then you got really cool stuff like coming up, we're doing a Naughty North Pole, which is like a take on your mall Santa experience, but in <laughs> our case, it's like you can pick your own Santa, and there's like four or five different types of Santas. So depending on what you're into, you can get like a really, I've seen this guy. <laughs> she showed me this guy and he's like a massive, like Viking looking dude. Who's going to be a Santa. <laughs> and then there's like a non-binary um, sort of androgynous uh, Santa. There's like a, you know, your traditional super sexy, more femme Santa. And then you have like, the cute little boy next door there's like so many options <laughs> that you could have uh to pick from and take cool 18 21 plus <laughs> photos with <laughs> so it's like it's like stripper rules is what i was told so like you might you can like pose in certain ways but obviously yeah anyway um <laughs> i wish i lived so, like, closer oh my god yeah it's so i'm so excited because like and then in tandem with that is going to be a market a pop-up market inside the warehouse where all the vendors are going to be selling like sex toys and like kink stuff and anything that's remotely sex positive related so you can shop for yourself or gifts for people and stuff so yeah it, it there's something for everyone i feel like um and then i just get to exist as a full-time business in there so i'm one of the only few people that's open basically like more on a schedule um, but everyone else sort of is on their own time and floating through and then there's events and stuff but it's really cool uh, i i'm so lucky i found it and i tell everyone about it because i don't know if anyone listening is familiar with vancouver but vancouver washington is not uh <laughs> <laughs> when you think of vancouver washington i've only been here for a little over three years now but when you think about it it's not uh that <laughs> and so it's like this hidden gem that everyone's always super stoked to hear about so are you gonna have a table of like holiday romance or are you also getting in on the sex toy fun well because it's uh so basically gonna be all day uh during my already existing hours that oh, i'm okay. open so i'll be upstairs running my shop while that whole event's going on and um, I will have like Christmas oriented books available and then I do have some um, more well the, the vendor that I have that I bought wholesale from um, she's actually going to be at the event so but I'll have some of her stuff upstairs she has like body safe like wax play candles that I bought for the shop okay. so I'm like these are really cool um, but yeah I'll be open as a business on that day but not doing anything special pertaining to the event though and which day is this on? December 2nd. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you, we talked about it off the top is that like, mm -hmm. you know, you used to host 
a fan fiction podcast and yeah. not all fan fiction is inherently romantic, but a lot of the right. fanfic, especially talked about on the show, kind of leans that way. Yeah. So I guess that kind of answers this, but like why a romance bookstore? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate to when 2020 happened and we all were stuck inside. A lot of us got back into reading again. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I was slowly getting back into reading, but the pandemic truly was that time where I invested a lot of time in books and um, fan fiction, just like, you know, reading on my phone and stuff. But um, with fan fiction being like the main thing, uh, it just made sense because like from there I had started reading published books like more like once I realized like oh these stories are actually available to buy because for some reason when I thought of romance before I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in thinking like oh you know Harlequin novels and (laughs) because there wasn't a lot of like emphasis put on the genre no because when we were growing up it was basically the Harlequin novels you found at the drugstore right not a lot else that was widely accessible right and i mean i did work at Barnes and noble when um like 50 shades of gray was becoming more popular so like i i was slightly aware of it but my knowledge of the romance genre in terms of what you can buy at a store was very limited but Mm -hmm. um with fan fiction i obviously went traveled down very many different roads um different types of genres (laughs) and was able to uh you know mental keep mental notes and then be like okay what published books kind of have these same things and then obviously from there it just spiraled into reading a lot more published books um so I mean I'd always wanted to open a bookstore I feel like I tell the story a lot but it's been like a childhood dream (laughs) it's been my dream since (laughs) I was a kid um but I didn't know about niche bookstores until I heard about like the ripped bodice um that was the only one that I had knew about. And then I found out about like meet cute. It's like, Oh, there are like genre specific bookstores. Um, like here up here we have, there's a sci-fi and fantasy specific oh. bookstore. There's a horror one that actually just moved from Oregon over to Forks, Washington, which is like really cool. Um, I know. Right. <laughs> um, so appropriate. <laughs> so when I was going to open the shop, I really contemplated like, okay, do I want to be in every genre bookstore or do I want to focus on the genre that I mostly read and know more about? And so I was like, well, it just makes sense that it should be a romance bookstore (laughs) because it's all I read. It's the only genre that is on my shelves. I do have a couple of non-romance books, but for the most part, I read romance. So it just felt like the logical thing to do. And after doing my research of Vancouver and like surrounding cities. So I'm relatively close to Portland. If people know where Vancouver is, I'm not that far from Portland, but um, Portland's got more bookstores than Vancouver does. And um, the ones in Vancouver are great. The indie ones that I've been to are phenomenal. Um, And I'm friends with a lot of the owners of them. Uh, But there was nothing like what I've, I'm doing here so I was like you know what I'm just gonna fill a void and provide a service <laughs> so because I'm like I know I can't be the only one who loves this genre and sure enough like you know once I open doors I meet people every day and 
they're all just like, oh my god, I'm so excited you're here. It's the only thing I read. It's my favorite genre. And we just get to talk about it, um, which is like everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> to spend <laughs> hours upon hours just sitting in a little shop reading and talking about books <laughs> and selling books. <laughs> um, you starting like a bookstore, like you said, was a dream from when you were little. But what was the kind of catalyst to finally make that jump? Was it just you know, you only live once kind of thing. Let's just go. Well, okay. So it's so funny because um, this is sort of not like, it, it, I mean, it's like not relevant to the story, but it is in a way. Um, a couple of weeks ago, one of my internet friends, like my longstanding friends who I've only met once, and this was at like <laughs> Comic-Con in 2015, um, they came, they just recently moved to seattle from texas because obviously texas is not great for uh like queer people right now so they they moved and uh they came by and they were just like it's so funny because i've been following like you're into i i've been following you since you had a bakery and then i just realized like it's just you living all of your adhd <laughs> <laughs> like all your adhd ideas and you're not and you don't care and it's true because i feel like people who know me know that I have gone through many phases. I did have a baking business. I had a graphic design business. I had an apparel business. I had, you know, sticker company thing. I did everything that my brain said that I could do. I was like, cool, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, but with this, it's been a life goal. And for some reason, I treated my life goal as if it was something that I had to wait to do until I was older, like older than I am now. Um, And I described it as like the retirement goal, you know, where it's like, you got to work the jobs (laughs) that you hate (laughs) until you are old enough and too tired. And then you could stop and retire and do the thing that you love. And I feel like I could be wrong, but a lot of people that are in that millennial bracket kind of maybe grew up the same way where Mm -hmm. you you just that's how it was portrayed it's like you don't do the thing you love until you're ready to retire the retirement plan the retirement goal you get old and you go travel in an rv like that sort of thing you know and so i was talking to it uh talking about it to my therapist and to put it bluntly she was just like that's really stupid (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) well like what do you mean like that's just i i have a job that i that I like, that I've worked really hard to get, like my backgrounds in apparel. I've up until, you know, this point thought apparel was endgame. Like I knew that this was the career path I had chosen. And so she was like, no, that's it's really stupid. Like it's it's always gonna be a later thing. It's it's there's never gonna be a good time until you actually just do it. And I was like, that's so funny because that's how I feel about every other quote unquote ADHD plan i've ever had <laughs> it's like, just do it you're not gonna know until you do it but for some reason with this one it was like no it's precious it's like i have to i have to wait because i don't want to give up on it um and she was just like no and i was like okay all right <laughs> and then from there is when everything sort of started rolling and so technically from like conception to um where it is now has only been just a hair over a year. So the 
push to do it and creating the business, you know, getting registered and becoming an LLC and doing the pop-ups and getting the location and opening doors has been about a year. Uh, Yeah. Like a year and a month. So yeah. (laughs) So with starting your own business, you know, there's like the expected hurdles, like registering LLC, Mm -hmm. like all the associated costs, stuff like that. But like, what was the biggest unexpected hurdle in getting the shop open? Um, I would, I would say like finding the location was probably the one that was, I, I was most stressed out about because I never intended to actually have a physical location. Um, mm-hmm. My plan was to just be a pop-up and to just sell online and to, do events and stuff where it's like i the, i had a plan to do like this thing called the book bar where it's like you can rent me for your weddings or your parties and i would you know set up like a bar but it's books and all that cool stuff and then um once the pop like the the market season was sort of coming to a close i had a lot more people asking like do you have a location and it's like no and they're like, oh, you should get one. Or like, I'd really like, I'd come shop if you had one. This is so cool. And so outside sources sort of planted the idea of getting a location. And so I had only really looked at one, like, off, like, how do I, how do I, like, one place where it would have just been my own setup and it was this cute little it was this cute little like um stand thing inside of this building downtown and I don't know the name of it but it's like it looks like a marketplace when you go in and there's like little restaurants that you can go to but it had like this it was like this cute little hut thing and I was like oh that'd be cute and small I won't have to worry about it and like the rent was was okay um, but they never got back to me, but it's okay. Cause I think it was a sign. Um, yeah. And then from there, I would just reached out to other businesses, other bookstores, other like things that fell into the same niche as me, where I was just like, Hey, can I just like rent out a corner of your shop <laughs> with like, and just have some bookshelves set up so like people could come buy them. But I had to make sure that those businesses aligned with my values and also felt like a safe space because I, you know, I'm going to sell romance books and that ranges from all types. And so I wanted like queer people to feel safe and, you know, um, and I was going to get, into two places before I found the Lincoln and the way that happened was literally my friend had a yoga birthday party and the yoga instructors had just taught a class at the Lincoln and they were talking about it and me being me I was like tell me more and they told me about it and I was literally DMing that day like hey I heard about your space uh what's what's the what's the what's the vibe can I come and like open a bookstore and she was like um yeah let's meet up tomorrow and the next day I met up with Marina and she was like yeah I'd love to have you and it was just sort of like that was in July and it sort of just went very quickly from there yeah (laughs) (laughs) turn around i know right (laughs) and so from there it was just a mad dash to like get everything ready like you know repainting the space and 
buying all the furniture and you know all that stuff so the location was probably the hurdle but it was like the one that i wasn't expecting to have to go through so you mentioned having like the like the 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 used books at your uh, at your market stand Mm -hmm. and then your plan had been to sell online so yeah you still operate an online storefront right so i as I was building the shop, I realized that, and this is just, I think if I had like a business partner or employees or something, I would have been able to do it. But as I was building it, I was like, oh, it's just me. I don't have the time or the energy to list every individual used book online. And like price, like I just don't have the time because I still work my full-time job. I still work in apparel during the day and then, you know, or actually early morning to mid-afternoon and then I'm working at the bookshop um, after work and on weekends. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to sell books online. I just don't have the energy or the time to do that. So basically the website houses like event calendar so like if i'm hosting an event or any kind people can see it on there and sign up and buy tickets and what have you um there's a blog and then i have a link to my bookshop.org which is where you can buy new titles because mm-hmm. i don't i looked into being half used half new but um i'm but a wee baby and <laughs> buying whole, like wholesale new books is so expensive yeah. <laughs> just like how do people do this so I was like you know what I'm just gonna set up a bookshop.org account and if you want to buy used or like new titles from there I'll get like a little bit of a kickback but otherwise it just gets sent to you and I don't have to worry about it so that's about the extent of my online selling everything is okay. in everything's in in shop yeah but if people do order from bookshop, it does benefit you. Yeah. From your, from it, your bookshop for, page specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 10%. Not a lot. <laughs> but, but it's it'll add up over time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so as a romance reader, what are you reading right now? Um, So I was in a bit of a reading slump after... Oh my god, what did I finish? that? And then I got in a reading slump and I can't remember what it was. Oh, the uh, I can I always blank on the name of the the series, but you know, like hooked and scarred, and it's yeah, like the, the, twisted, dis- the yeah, like no, twisted is name of one of the books is one of the names. Yeah, it's like never after, right? Ne- I don't know. <laughs> I was like, so, I know what you mean. Yeah, so I had read through majority of those. Never ever read. after. Yes. I have one more left, but I didn't buy it. So I think that kickstarted my reading slump because I was super invested in those. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, oh, because I don't have the last one ready. I don't know what to read next because every time I started <laughs> to read something else, I was like, I'm not into it. And so um, my one of my friends, um, she came into my shop and was like, here, and gave me... <laughs> the Duskwalker Brides, uh, the first two books in those. And I devoured the first one in two days. So, uh, and I'm going to start the second one today. (laughs) Is it the Orpheus one? Yeah, yeah. So the first one is Orpheus, and then the second one has 
he doesn't have a name yet and it's very cute as to the name situation but it's the yeah there's they're adorable <laughs> it's very very i i wasn't expecting to get attached in a way where it isn't like sexual attraction at all it's literally like i want to hold them and like pet them and give them cuddles and just like tell them that they're the goodest himbos because like that's what they are <laughs> they're it's incredibly sweet and it is smutty but it is like a really sweet story um and so yeah i'm i'm invested in that right now until i can get the last one of the never ever after series the last one out or well the last one that is out so i don't have okay. the the wizard of oz one that's the one i haven't read yet okay yeah so as we wind down i want to know if there's anything about the shop that i have not asked about that you want everybody to know on this small business saturday um so the shop runs primarily on me thrifting <laughs> um buying from facebook marketplace and donations so if you're ever in the area and you have like romance books that you want to donate you can bring them by and then um, you get 10 percent off your purchase to shop so it kind of helps me out with getting stock um but also you get a kickback in a way because i can't yet buy buy books if that makes sense like mm. you, you can't sell them to me because <laughs> i just ha i don't have enough uh, uh money to do that because i get a lot of donations but um and i'd rather not have to be very picky about what i take in because i love every book that comes through the door because i know that someone's going to want to read it so yeah for now it's just you bring me donations and you get 10 percent off to shop um but yeah yeah that's and i don't think books. I oh yeah 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 kids so <laughs> some people do find it a little weird that it's a romance shop that also has kids books but um reading was very important to me it still is but as a kid you know um as a child of the 90s reading and scholastic book fairs and all that fun stuff so i want to be able to have the ability to give that back and so kids books so it's children's books so like board books or you know children-centric stories um young readers um and then i don't know what this genre is middle yeah middle grade and then mm -hmm. like that genre that's between middle grade and ya where it's like it is ya but it's really young um and so like all of those books that i have are free um and so i do have a little shelf where they just get put and you can come and take as little or as many as you want and uh yeah, and I also take donations for those too. So <laughs> nice. Okay, well, Ren, thank you so so much for joining me today to talk Thanks about this. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. It feels so good to be back on the network. I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> and I'm so excited at the prospect of more bookmarks and busy. But obviously yeah. you have a new shop. Yeah. That is your focus. <laughs> but you know, down the line. Ho hopefully, hopefully in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's on my docket i have like a list of like ideas for 2024 and that definitely is on there so we are we are here <laughs> whenever whenever yay <laughs> so if everybody wants to find your bookshop online where can they do so yeah so 
Um, I'm more active on Instagram and it's the Romance Era Bookshop. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I, as per usual, me and TikTok, uh, but TikTok is the same, same name, the Romance Era Bookshop. Trying to figure out how to use it as a bookstore. Um, Threads, which I don't know what my thing is on Threads. You could just find it on Instagram. (laughs) I do not have X or Twitter, whatever we're calling it anymore. Um, But the website is also theromanceerabooks.com. I feel like I'm questioning that. (laughs) I'll link everything down below. Cool. And is your Kickstarter still running? GoFundMe, not Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. So it is up uh, as a wave two is what I'm calling it. So it's the same one. So it it does still say like help bring a romance bookshop to Vancouver. But um, I didn't want to make a new one. So (laughs) I was like, I'll just reactivate it. Yeah. So so phase two, round two is basically I already have to expand, um, (laughs) which is a good thing, which is a great thing. Um, not out of the space so much, so not out, but like up or, you know, additional. Um, so it's up to help get me more bookshelves, um, to help build out my gift retail space a little bit more. Um, but yeah. And so I, I hate saying this, but I'm gonna say it cause it's what I already said on Instagram, but if I get to 4k, I told people I'll read Crescent city <laughs> <laughs> because everyone that comes into the shop asks me if I have read Crescent city. And I'm like, no, cause it's like 2000 pages and <laughs> big so books are scary. And so it's been sitting on my shelf. So I was like, you know what? Fine. If you guys can get me to 4k, I will read Crescent city. I'll even document it and like talk about it on social. So, you know, how because everyone wants to know my opinions on it. And so I was like, I need, there has to be an incentive. Otherwise it's just going to sit there. <laughs> so if you care about my thoughts on Crescent city, as someone who has read all the Akatar except for Silver Flames and like gave up on Throne of Glass, like right before Empire of Dawn or whatever it's called, um, I have Silver Flame. I am gonna read it. I just have not read it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just haven't read it yet because it is also a big book. So (laughs) So, yeah, 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 yeah. That is also up. (laughs) Awesome. So if you want to follow us, all of our socials are also linked down below. So thank you for listening. Happy Small Business Saturday and stay geeky.